Yo, 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 what up, everybody? We going vocal. It's your girl, Shaw Money. It's your man, Lou Bill. And it's the fan favorite, Jam C. Ooh, the crowd goes crazy, Jam C. <laughs> yo, what up, everybody? We going vocal. We going vocal. Happy to be here. Happy to be here. How about you, fellas? Y'all happy to be here? Definitely happy oh, to be I'm, here. I'm, I'm great. I'm great. Y'all, awesome. look at my tan. My tan still popping through. This is not makeup. This is a tan. The melanin is popping. Did you I'm, not just spray that on? No, the no. Spray on tan. I did not. I did the spray on tan on my arms, but I wiped it off. But this, <laughs> the face is representing melanin, black queen goddess. Yo, I want to give a shout out to my brother Glenn. I got on my color is my strength shirt. Donated to the Going Vocal Squad. So I okay. want to shout out Glenn. Thank hey, you for the shirt, out, brother. What up, Glenn? What up? What What's up? up? What up? Salute. We're going we gonna to send y'all his uh, link in our reels that are coming out this week. But Jam, Lil Bim, how was your week? How was everything going? Everything was good. No complaints here. Uh, the rent is paid. Uh, oh, wow. The rent's okay. Come through with the rent, Lil Bim. Yeah, you got to pay June uh, ahead of time. Okay. All right. I like rent how you paid. did that. Rent is paid. And, uh, You're uh, eating? Everything good? Your skin looking good? It's a little bit in the freezer. I'm getting a little scared. Scary hours <laughs> in the freezer. But... <laughs> Don't worry about it. You think you can make it through the week? (laughs) No, I'm good through the week. Okay, okay. We can make it through the week. I need to get some salad dressing on me. All right, we're going to take a little bit to get it solid. How about you, Jim? How about you, Jim? My week's been pretty good. Um, Productive as always. I try to keep myself busy because, you know, like idle time, I don't don't watch a lot of TV. um, But I did do something that I, I I said I would never do. What's and that? I, um, I watched the Cat Williams on World War Three comedy. How so was that? If on a, if I do from one to ten, I give it I'll give it a strong two point five. Damn, 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 you hard, that was bro. Trash. Yeah, you I, hard. And, and that and the two represents the two and a half represents the chuckles for the fifty minutes that the show was on. Wow, oh. Jim, and that's come just, on. That, listen, I, I'm a Cat Williams. I I, I love Cat Williams just I as a tell. comedian. <laughs> or, no, I hear can. me out. Listen, and I'll be honest. And, and listen, Cat Williams is not my favorite stand-up comedian. But Clearly, he, but no, based but on he, your rating, but he is one of my favorite TV. Um, when he does the television shows. When he was on Wild Now, when he was on My Wife and Kids, I thought he was the funniest cat I know on that, television. That scene with My Wife and Kids, even on he be rocking, he be up rocking. Yeah, even even <laughs> on um, what was it Friday after next? Okay, on TV, that's the movie. Well, the movie. I'm just saying, like I'm saying, te- television and movie, the funniest cat ever to me. But I'm not. I'm not really a fan of his stand-up. That's just me. Okay. All right. Well, we're gonna take that with a grain of salt. Me and Lil Bim gonna check it out. And we gonna come back. Yeah. What else on Netflix? It's on Netflix. Okay. okay we are gonna check that out. Anybody? Let me get your Netflix password. So listen, folks. We want to take a moment to thank you, as always, for yes. the continued feedback. We want to shout out our new listeners in Alabama. We want to shout about shout out Michelle. Shout out Michelle. Michelle, my kindred sister. Yes, um, she swear that y'all sister. That's my sister in my head. So listen, we may have to have you as a guest. We want to thank you, fans, for you know the continued support. We want you to keep liking, sharing. We, we're seeing that our audience is growing, and yes. honestly, we want to yes. make sure we're we're a responsible 
um, with the information that we are providing. You know, it's all fun and games, but at the end of the day, we all want to make sure that we are giving you what you want to hear about. It's not beneficial for us to be up here to be ranting and raving and talking about what we think is important. We chose to do this because we wanted to connect with our community, um, our, our smaller community, our micro community and our macro community on the things that resonate and, and are important in your life. So we can't do this without you. So JMC, if they need to send us any information or provide feedback, where can they do that at? They need to do that at goingvocal at gmail.com. That's G-O-I-N-V-O-C-A-L at gmail.com. And would you look at that? The Queen of Angels spelling bee champion. I I do want to send two shout-outs. Shout out to um, my mentor, Hafiz Fareed. He's been an intricate part of my life. Shout out to Hafiz. You know, um, what you guys may may not know, you know, I didn't have a relationship, uh, a traditional relationship with my father. So I had Hafiz who, and I te- and I give people their flowers while they're alive. You know, I told him this a few days back, and I think it ch- kind of startled him, took him back for a minute because he was kind of surprised. But I just said, if you got somebody in your life that's been there that pointed you in the right direction, no matter who it is, you should tell them why they're alive. Give them their flowers. I think that's important. And shout out to my cousin Sean. Kenny Sean, who actually comments on every show that we do, thank and, you, and, and gives us and gives us all positive feedback. He says the show is riveting. He loves it, and he passes it on every week. Thank you, thank is you. Is he part of Rotten Tomatoes? He could be. Uh-huh. <laughs> and he listen, could. I think we would be remiss if we didn't take a moment. You know, the Going Vocal Pod uh, cast has started off pretty grassroots, but we have been getting in kind gifts from organizations that believe in what we do. We had uh, one organization and a, a person invest in our audio equipment. And we've most recently, Jam, and you keep me honest here, and Lou Ben as well, we've had an organization and a finance and a wealth management and a real estate investor donate another very large, sizable um, donation into the Going Vocal Pod Squad. So we would be remiss if we didn't shout out Sadiq Murray. And thank you for believing in what we do and the value that we're bringing to the macro and the micro community. So shout out to all Sadiq. Right, thank you so much, so much. We don't take it lightly. Yeah, I mean, we're going to get lit with that. But, <laughs> but no, honestly, we would be remiss if we didn't thank you um, yes, from our definitely. heart to your heart, um, the investment you made in the um, show. And we hope that you will see the value that it will bring not only to us, but to our listeners and our viewers. So thank you so much, Zeke Murray. Absolutely. So we appreciate you. So listen, fellas, we want to take a little bit of a turn this week and come together with a short broadcast to talk about something that has been developing Unfortunately, on a daily basis, we've been seeing a change um, and we've been seeing something in the media. Unfortunately, we were back on this trajectory. Not that we were ever left it um, with a lot of mass shootings here in the United States. And I call out United States because we're fortunate enough that we have listeners and viewers that are not only domestic, but international. And so I know Lou has a few um, metrics. So we want to talk today about these mass shootings and how it's impacting our individual communities and what, what, if anything, can we do to prevent this from happening in the future? So, Lou, I'm going to yield over to you. Hit us with those uh, metrics and statistics. Sure. Um, we had eight shootings between, the May, between May 13th and May 15th. And that's just that's three days, folks. That's, yes. Mm-hmm. Like, two really, days. Two days. Two days. Yeah. May 13th to the May 15th. Yeah, yes, I mean, I mean, if you want to, you know, you want to count the actual one of the days, but that's a very short window of time to have Absolutely. eight mass shootings. 
And and so May 13th in uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 21 people were injured. May 13th, Dallas, Texas, two people were killed and three were injured. Uh, May 14th, Buffalo, New York, which is the one that's been on the national news. Ten people were killed, three were injured. Uh, In Chicago, Illinois, Chirac, uh, on May 14th, one was killed and three were shot. Uh, Winston-Salem, North Carolina, on May 15th, seven people were injured. May 15th, in Amarillo, Texas, one was killed and four were injured. My God. Uh, In May 15th, Laguna Woods, California, one was killed and five was injured. And Houston, Texas, uh, on May 15th, two was killed and three were injured. So before we dive into this, I think it's important that we send our condolences mm-hmm. to the families of and those who were injured um, from the Going Vocal Squad. We, we, our hearts are with you. Um, our hearts are with you. I, I, I kind of um, am short on words for that. It's just a bit overwhelming, honestly, to see continue to see this type of occurrence and incidents happening on such a large scale. And what I what I think is really important to call out from what we heard from Lou Bim is that not all of those were broadcast nationally. No. So we heard about the one in California mm-hmm. and of course we heard about the one in Buffalo which was very, very targeted. But some of those we didn't hear about on national no, news. Right. I just know where we are taping live here in Jersey, we didn't hear about all of those until Lou Bim started doing the research. So I'm sure that is the same for our folks that are in the South Atlantic and the West Coast, mm-hmm. they probably didn't hear of all of these. And I'm sure there's others that were not widely broadcast. But this continues to happen. And I know here at the Going Vocal podcast, we have talked about gun reform. We were fortunate enough to be able to talk to that. We had some experts come and talk to it. But when I look at this, I honestly feel that a lot of this is copycat. Right? I agree. I think a lot, maybe not in every case, but I do think that there are some scenarios where it's a copycat. And what I am very upset about when I looked at the situation in Buffalo is that many of the right-wing media outlets were shucking this up to a child needing mental health support. And that's where I get And I I try to be on this show, I'm intentional with my comments, but I'm also very transparent. I don't want to make this a black and white thing, but in this case, it is. Because when I look at how this assailant was handled in -hmm. comparison to other unarmed black men and women some of which who had no weapon, most of which who had no weapon, mm-hmm. who were in their vehicles, were their place of residence, mm-hmm. um, in their neighborhoods to speak to Ahmad Aubrey. How oh, they hands up. right? How they were approached by the police, as opposed to an 18-year-old white individual who was armed with military-grade weapons and artillery. He was apprehended in a safe manner and handled with kid gloves if you will and they don't seem to be able to demonstrate a like or similar restraint when it comes to people of color black Mm -hmm. and brown people it's hurtful it's frustrating 
we're tired of seeing it. I am by no means suggesting that this young man should have um, been apprehended in a violent way. But it's amazing to me that the police, in certain specific scenarios where there's a white assailant, they can demonstrate restraint. restraint. I call bullshit on it. Absolutely. I call bullshit I on it. I, I just put that up there. Especially in, 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 in this particular case, this guy had a assault rifle military grade mm-hmm. so why don't you go into this situation and cover like knowing that there's a possibility that he can start letting go at us exactly. you know what I'm saying so we need to be careful we need to take going with all precautions knowing that there's a possibility that our lives are endangered so we need to be ready but they didn't go in that way no they didn't and you know they didn't I, go in that way. and you know here's here's the thing and we say I, I agree with you guys when you say copycat i think that's one of the biggest issues when you have these young kids um caucasian kids and these shooters because it's not the first young white male to do something like this they look at how the differences and how we're each handled mm-hmm. they going in full well knowing and this is just my opinion this is just jmc's opinion I think they're going in full knowing that there's not going to be any um, repercussions, repercussions from a from a um, gun standpoint with when it comes to the police. There's no standoff. No, no. It's always as long as I'm not shooting at them, they won't bother me in that way. I could just put the gun down and that's it. Or I could say I'm gonna take my life and then it's mental health. And they're always going to say it's mental health when it comes to these young to their young children. But if it was a black teenager who was shooting up a school, even if the school said he was depressed. They would say he's a murderer. Right. They would not they would, say. They would flip it in the sense exactly. of. Exactly. They would flip it in the sense of, oh, he has priors. Exactly. They were going to arrested before. Exactly. To justify. He's known to be this way. Exactly. So we had to go in because he was a he was a killer. Right. Exactly. You know what I'm and I saw something as as we were preparing for this show. I saw two articles that referenced how they talked about a victim of one of the police shootings where the victim was an unarmed black man. Mm-hmm. The descriptives they gave for him in comparison to this shooter was completely different. This shooter was a white teenage young man. The other one was a grown man, but they were both 18, right? Mm-hmm. And see the differences? Because yeah. when you think, when you say a teenage kid, that seems so much milder, right? Yes. right. But then Absolutely. the victim right. in the other scenario was a, a grown man and he was also 18 so how and they're both the same age comparable it it's all the demographics yeah. right and it's all how they they pummel this information and and push this through media and to make it seem like to decompress the real issue here that he was a murderer mm-hmm. who targeted black people in a certain area and who also I, I want to call out he live streamed this shooting on Twitch. Twitch is a social wow. a platform. Yes. Yes. I'm not I'm familiar, familiar with Twitch. Yeah, the Buffalo shooting, he live streamed wow. the killing. Um and, and, and there I just honestly and, and again, I don't wanna be too hard on the police officials. Um but there were a lot of missteps because when I look at the video of how they were approaching it and they, they did get there fairly quickly, but there is media circulating where they show the video of this assailant attacking the black people. And then when he pointed the, the, the weapon towards a Caucasian person who was also in the store, mm-hmm. he apologized. Wow. 
He apologized and he said sorry. And then he proceeded on to continue to kill and injure other black people. So when you try to come with that mental health defense, I, I call bullshit. But I, I, here's why I think that they, they, they deem it to be mental, mental health. It's for one, he is premeditated. It's totally so he premeditated. About, he Absolutely. What he was going to he do. He drove two hours. I thought it was four. But oh, it, know, it could be. Two, you might four, be right. Two, well, four, you know, whatever, whatever, how many hours it was. Right. You're in your right that's mind. mentally, you need to be yeah. readjusted. You're, you're in you your right mind if you can stop and say sorry and go ahead. Right. You're, you're in your right mind. Right. He's because he right knew mind. that. So, how could you say mentally that? How could you say someone is mentally... They say he planned this attack for months yes, online. He did. When they look yes, back at his social media pr- footprint, he'd been talking about this for months. And that's where I think it's important <laughs> when we reach out to our listeners and, and potential listeners and talk to, like, talk to your families, talk to your young adults, the people in your homes. Find out what's going on with them. And if Absolutely. you see some signs, even if you're not sure... If you see some signs as that, that it's concerning, get the person some help. Get them some help. Absolutely. Don't say, oh, well, you know, it's just a phase he's going through and shuck it up to a loss. And then you get somebody who perpetrates a crime like this where 10 so, people know, lost their lives. The problem with that is in America, we, a lot of us still haven't dealt with depression or um, mental stress. I won't, I won't say... Because uh, we can't say what this young man was, whether he was depressed or not depressed. But we tend to sweep those things under the rug because we feel like we're the best parents or we do the right things by a child or he, he has to let off some steam. And I think, you know, and it's an embarrassment. But now look at what it's come to. So well, the well, real well, embarrassment is now your child has killed some innocent victims and now he's, he's fighting for his life, which I believe he should get life. My thing is this when they they've now gone back and they're saying there were so many red flags that were missed by his family about his behavior that could have saved the lives of these 10 individuals. He wrote a 600 page chat manifesto, if you will, Mm -hmm. about what he wanted to perpetrate. To That's me, it is. But how is that? And it was, it was roughly six months before this actually happened. So now, are we sure his parents were fully aware of these um, of this course writing? Not. Of course not. Of course not. Do you know these teenage kids, they, they live in a world of their own. They're, they're doing their own little thing. But my thing, again, to, to, to say that mental health, how could you? It, there is some mental health. I, I won't deny that. Mm-hmm. I, I, will, I will be remiss. If I didn't say that he didn't suffer from some type of mental illness, no, he definitely does, you know. But to chalk this up as oh, it's just another mental uh, no, it's not just one of those situations. No, this I is agree. way deeper than that. You you only label him that because of what has happened. Right. You know what I'm saying? But if he hadn't did this, would you still want to seek him mental but, health? But th- but this is my thing is you know we all you I know I'm a big user of social media that helps me go to sleep. Um, I love my good share of cat video. Uh, shout out to Black People Pets. I love those pet videos. Um, um, so, you know, I, we all use it. But in this particular case, this assailant, not only did he write the manifesto, there were behaviors that he exhibited, I'm understanding, but he also used another social media platform to live stream this. And then he went on another platform and invited folks into a chat room, if you will, 
to witness this. So mm. my thing is, these social media platforms also have a responsibility. If you are seeing your uh, your 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 community group or or participants or consumers exhibiting certain behavior, you in have real a time. in real time you have so, a responsibility to alert authorities, right? So, uh, so uh, now, cut the fee, uh, cut the fee. Uh, exactly, the but fee. they didn't. They didn't. They so now didn't. this brings me to this thing, this dilemma. As I'm listening to you say this, you know, for years this country, and I, and I love my country, um, we've always labeled. The Muslims who came from other countries who attacked America as terrorists. You have Caucasian guys, young teenagers, this young man attacked a group of innocent people. Isn't that the same thing as terrorism? Isn't that the same thing as being a terrorist? It's a form of it. It's a form of it. But what we started was we were talking about copycats. So when we look at the Buffalo incident, they're saying that there are so many similarities to what this young man did to what something that happened in 2019 in New Zealand where 51 people were killed. He, they believe that was the inspiration um, for what he did. When they look at the manifesto that was written by the assailant in New Zealand and they compare it to the, young man, to the gentleman in Buffalo, and I'm using that term loosely because I don't want to give light to his name because although he's 18, I still believe, in my humble opinion, I believe that he's a murderer. And a racist. Mm -hmm. Um, And so they look at it. And that's why I believe a lot of this is is copycat behavior. You know, what is going on in these people's mind that they want to let their legacy be that they went out in a blaze of glory, if you will, by taking the lives of innocent. And again, these were innocent people who were just out doing grocery shopping um, who were one one person was just going to get ice cream for a family a grandmother and a mother and that just strikes a chord with me and I, I feel like we're not holding these people accountable we saw that the young man who perpetrated the assault that killed two people and we talked about it here on the show, he went through a lengthy trial and he was mm-hmm. found not guilty. There seems to be no repercussions. So I think that is further perpetuating and enabling this exactly. behavior that exactly. you can That's do this point. and That's nothing nothing happens to you. I think that <clears throat> excuse me, I think that the media has to play a part. But they know what they're doing. Absolutely. Oh, by by every means. Because they, they know how to um, you know, display a story, get the story out there. Put the invoke fear into the people and into the masses, not just mm-hmm. local they know how to spin masses. They know how to invoke fear. Whereas though it's like, okay, this guy did this, you know, and, or they put it out there in the sense of where they can glorify it in the sense where someone else can pick it up and just run with it. Mm-hmm. It's like you just pass the baton to the next person right. and you just go ahead and take off. And that's it. where I think in America we need to take a more direct approach with dealing with perpetrators agnostic of their religion, their ethnic upbringing, mm-hmm. or their gender who are perpetrating these mass shootings because this has to stop. Yeah, this has to stop. In this case, you know, I feel that this was so calculated and it mm-hmm. could have been avoided. 
it could have been avoided. Um, and I think there were so many red flags that were overlooked into jam. I know you were saying that some people probably don't want to jump the gun and, um, you know, call out red flags, but the, the, the down, think about the downside of it, the reverse. If you don't call it out, right. Mm -hmm. And don't get people help. You end up with 10 people dead who, who had, who are innocent. Right. And so I'd rather raise the alarm proactively and say, hey, I think you need to get some help mm -hmm. rather than wait until um, be in a reactive stance and say, oh, yeah, they were exhibiting this behavior, but I was, I was afraid to do it or ashamed. That's because of the parents' own ego. That's yeah. what that is. So my, question is my question is, to the media, what benefit is it to put this out to, to the masses to say that someone is just one of the Shooting spree. It's I think the benefit it's, of it. I, I, I'm not sure that there's a necessarily benefit, but they have a responsibility to inform people, right? Similar to locally, how, not but, but but but, but I think but but because again, the national news in Buffalo probably doesn't span the two to four hours he drove, right? So the same news that's probably broadcasting it in Buffalo is probably not broadcasting it where he's, you know lives and his home base so that's why it goes on the national news and i think all it depends also on the magnitude of the occurrence will determine whether it's you know handled locally or nationally see but i think course. people see have the right to know i think people have the right to know because if you're responsible with your journalism you can put tips out there to help people be safe and to make sure that families it's know what to be looking fear. for it's, it's a little bit of both. Okay. And it's, I think and that at could the be same fair. Time, and at the same time, it's the ego of the paper. You know, they're, they're looking, we, we covered a great story. Right. So they're going to embellish. Come to you first. They're going to embellish how. Oh, there's always a dash to be the first mm -hmm. to, to be exactly. ready to report so, something. So, you know, it's the embellishment of the article, the writer, everybody's dealing with their ego. I got a story. Now we and we make it go national. This sells news. Sells well, no. They no longer really do papers. A lot of papers don't. They done away with that. So now you get what's called um, digital su digital subscription. So yeah. that's really just to sell the news. I just I want to shout out. I mean I know we're here based in New Jersey, but I do want to shout out Governor New York Governor Kathy Hochul, who announced a two point eight million dollar funding for the victims and their family. Um, to help compile with, you know, fund red raisers dedicated to help with their burial uh -huh. costs, two point eight million. For ten people? Yeah. Yeah. Dang, that's mm -hmm. Um and it's been really traumatizing well, to people not really, but because no, that's two hundred two point eight million for ten ten people. That's about two hundred and eighty grand per person. That's the least they could do. For those fans. And I, what, I, no, it's people here that's hurting every day. People get shot no, no, every day. I get, no, I get that. But you're talking about this. This was a, this was a racial, racially motivated situation. I, I understand what you're saying, but this is a racially motivated situation. I think you know you're talking about. I get what you're saying. No, and I, I get it. I get it. It's, it's our black people. Our black people are getting the money, right? I, I do see right. it. It's 200 grand. But you're saying this happens every day. So yes. what's so different? I, I think it's the magnitude of this. And I just want to take a moment out to just read off just the names. I think in situations like this, we give so much air time mm -hmm. to the assailants right. and the people who perpetrate that. Here at Going Vocal, I want to take a little bit of a different stance. And I want to shout out and call off the names of, unfortunately, the victims. We had Celestine Chan Chaney, 
who was 65. She was a grandmother to six. She was described as a loving and caring person. Um, they also had Roberta Dury. She was 32. She had just moved to Buffalo about a short time ago, about eight years ago. She dedicated most of her time to helping out her brother, who was a leukemia patient. So, um, Andre McInnell, he was 53. He was just going to pick up a surprise birthday gift for his son, who had turned three when he was shot and killed. Mm. Catherine Massey, and this is the one that I remember from the news. She was 72. She was affectionately known as Cat by all of her friends and families. She was a big advocate, and they said she would be greatly missed in her community. Mm. She mm. was known to help run food drives, always being a helping and a kind hand. Um, these are the people who are impacted. We had mm-hmm. Marcus Morrison, who was 52, who was just out buying snacks for a movie night at home and that he had planned with his stepdaughter and his wife. We had Haywood Patterson. Um, he was known to be very active in his church. He was 67. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was known to help out a lot of people. We had Aaron Salter, and he was deemed as a hero security guard who did strike a, um, who did fire his weapon mm-hmm. to stop the assailant. But unfortunately, the assailant had on so much body armor, yeah. it really didn't do anything. So we want to make sure that we're calling his name. They had Geraldine Talley, who was 62, and she was just doing her regular grocery, weekly grocery shopping with her fiance when she was shot and killed um, in this ascent. We have Ruth Whitfield, who was 86. And when I look at the pictures of Miss Ruth, it just strikes my heart because I feel like I'm watching, looking at my grandmother. Hmm. She was a mother. She was a Buffalo Fire Commissioner. Um, she was just going out to do her regular shopping. Nothing special, just a normal day for her. We had also, unfortunately, Miss Pearl Young, who was 77. She was a substitute teacher. And everybody refers to her as being a true pillar in the community. Um, And she had never actually shopped at this store before. This was her first time going there. Um, Before we move forward, let's give those people a moment of silence. I, I think that's fair. And we, we talk a lot about the individuals who lost their lives, but there were also some of the individuals who were wounded. We had Zaire Goodman, who was 20. He was, um, he was shot, but thank God he did not pass away. He was um, only 20 years old. He is only 20 years old. Um, wow. um, so we want to we wanna wish Zaire a healthy recovery and just know... For not only Zaire's family, but the other families of the victims, our hearts are with you in this moment of bereavement. Um, You are not alone. We stand with you and that we will be definitely making sure our presence is known as we look to get um, justice for your families in this situation. Absolutely. No, please, go ahead. Also, um, one of the employees at the top um, supermarket and Buffalo was his name is Jerome Bridges. Yeah. And he was able to shield a lot of people, a lot of coworkers, like in the storage room or something in the back. Thank you, and Jerome. He, he Thank was you. he was very instrumental of saving some people's lives and this incident and this in, incident that happened at this this mass shooting. So uh, big shout out to uh, Jerome Bridges. And for your heroics and helping people. I think that's amazing. I think that takes a lot of courage. But, you know, when I think about this on a larger scale, 
what can our immediate community do, but also what can our macro community do? When I think about the macro community, I think of like our politicians, our government. I just don't think these sentences are strong enough to send a message that we're not going to tolerate this in the United States of America. Like, we're not going to have you gunning down our everyday citizens who are pillars of the community, Mm -hmm. who are living their lives right. I mean, some of these sentences that they've been putting out just don't justify the act. I think that the government federal and local state government has to take a more proactive approach and a united stance to say we're not tolerating that shit here and that's the and that's, that goes back to my point what i was saying was how um some of the lawmakers are trying to treat certain acts such as this as a terroristic one so and to treat to be and have that individual treated like a terrorist, and I think they should but they, because but that's it's domestic the terrorism. They just they just tried to pass a bill a couple of days ago, and it lost. It lost yeah. the vote. So and I, but I think that we as a people, as a community, need to push that. We need we need to get with our local politicians. But but and, that's the call to action for absolutely. our listeners and subscribers. Make sure you're actively involved in the voting process mm-hmm. in your communities absolutely. because it rolls up to the macro level with the folks at the state government and then at the federal government to making sure that we have laws in place that are active on the books that will address these mass shootings, the use of um artillery and weapons to harm innocent individuals, it's unacceptable. It's unacceptable that we're still dealing with this. Because you look at that list, and I'm not taking nothing away from anybody else out here who's lost a loved one, but we lost some real, we lost 10 important people. Those people were important. They meant something to somebody. And not to me, which, you know, just to the people who love them enough. Looking at that list, I feel like I missed people that I didn't even get a chance to meet I feel like I was looking at people in my family, right? So when I looked at the the grandmother who's going out and the father, that could have been any one of us. And I guess that's why I'm so passionate about it. I just find it unacceptable. You can't keep shucking shit up to mental health Mm -hmm. when you get caught with your hand in a cookie jar, right? That's not that's not acceptable. This was a let's call it what it is. And what I'm frustrated about is a lot of the media outlets are trying to downplay it. Absolutely. It was a racist act of domestic terrorism. Let's call it what it listen, is. Listen, listen. You know, we live in a mixed community. So who's to say if I go food shopping and it's a movie night at my home and I have a I have a six year old at home. So and I decide I want to go out get some popcorn, never to come home. What 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 would my family do with a phone call like that? You know what I'm saying? I, I just think, yeah. and, it, and it's done at the hands of a, a, a bigot. Yeah. Well, listen, folks, we want to hear your voice. We want to know how you feel. If this message gets out to families in Buffalo, whether you were, your family was immediately impacted by this or you have a perspective jam lubem where can they send this information to hit us up at goingvocal at gmail.com that's g-o-y-n-b-o-c-a-l at gmail.com you see Yo, hit us up hit us but up we also want to too, and I'm not to start cutting you off you asked what can be done yeah so I, I for, for the life of me right I would never understand the sale and the purchasing of these military grade weapons 
for we, people we've to have talked them in, about this for people before. Having them in their home. I don't I would, agree with I it. I would never understand. I don't know why you need an AR-15. I, I don't know. I never said it. And then, like I said, and, I, and I, I'll speak on it until I'm blue in the face. Even if you have such a big gun and shoot multiple rounds like that, even if you say, well, I hunt, you only got one shot. And if you miss, whatever you're trying to get is gone. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you don't need so multiple shots. why do you shots. need all of that? You don't need multiple shots to do something mm-hmm. like that. Um, I don't, I don't, I just, that to me would be the start. And I know people no try to, to fall back. No yeah. mm-hmm. I know people try to fall back on our constitutional right to bear arms, but I honestly, in my heart of hearts, do not believe that when the constitution was drafted and written and approved and signed and sealed, that they meant that the average Joe, like me, Lil Bim, or Jam C, is supposed to walk around with, with a AR fucking AR-15. I do not believe that that is what the, the intended the outcome the was with the constitution. You could I just don't. On, you could bear on with six shots. Yes. Right. Top ten. If, and then they're not. Be, and I don't, believe, shot, I don't believe people are properly trained to utilize those type of weapons. I just don't. I, See, and it, when people talk when, about protecting your home, you don't need a fucking AR-15 no, to protect your home. I think it's bullshit. In the military. I think it's bullshit. Yeah, that, right. Go fight for our country, right? Because, because one thing that I know, right? I don't give a damn if if you're shooting an AR-15. I could be shooting a 22 caliber six shot. Guess what? You're going to duck just as much as I'm fucking Yeah. Doing. Yes. As long as you hear that little pap. That's it. You're going to get away. Yes, exactly. That little pap going to make you duck. All it takes is one. You know what I'm saying? That's all it takes is one. That's all it takes, right? So I just, again, I think that's a bigger conversation and we can definitely dive into it, but we definitely wanted to come to you in short order and, 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 Send our condolences to the families and the gr- the greater community in Buffalo for what you have experienced in yes. the last two weeks. We don't take that lightly. We want to let you know that we stand with you. And we'll definitely be coming back with more on what do we think should happen, should be the recourse and outcomes for people or persons who, who execute and continue to do these mass shootings here in the United States. We want to ponder on that more but we definitely want to engage your 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 thoughts so please send us in that and folks as we round out this session any final comments from you fellas well i think in the sense to kind of piggyback and i know you're going to do that in another segment when you think of what can be a recourse when anything is premeditated like he thought about this absolutely for months he plans this this should be. This shouldn't even be a trial for something like this. No, I mean Done. we have to go through that I, process. I understand you have to go through the right. process, but this shouldn't even like. How can you pick, not be convicted? Why are we picking twelve people? Don't waste their time. You get enough time out of work to jury something like this. When you mm-hmm. he thought of this, he knew who he was going after. He had the the wherewithal to say, "Oh, you're of Caucasian descent, not you." Slide out the mm-hmm. way. Let me get this. African American that's behind you trying to pick up some Hogman Dodge. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it shouldn't even be a trial. Yeah. We should no. just go straight to the guillotine. Straight fry him up. Jam, your thoughts. My prayers just go out to the families involved, man. I mean, this is I'm just tired of seeing this. It's, yeah. It's it's, it's a heavy topic. I know for me, I just wanna round it out and say, you know, do all things with love. I think there are more things that bind us together than things that separate 
always remember, like, you know, put God first um, and just do things with love and, and try to be compassionate to your micro and your macro community and be understanding. And we understand there's differences across different um, cultures. Um, and I think that's why we all have the benefit of living in the United States because of the diversity. But but always do things with love. And I think if you put love first, then it compels everything else. That's where I'm at. But people, as we transition into this next segment, y'all know this is my favorite part. So I know the, the first part of the show was very heavy and we we're all very passionate. And I so appreciate that about my co-hosts, Lou Bim and Jam C. But we definitely want to get into this, get your shit together, y'all. Yes, we do. Yes, so we listen, do. there's so much to talk about where people need to get their shit yes. together. But over the last couple of weeks, I saw some news floating about a physician once again in the hot seat and so I decided to kind of ponder in it and probe that a little further and we look and we come upon a doctor who is now retired who is accused of wrongfully prescribing sex change treatments to trans patients even and up to including a a patient who is as young as nine years old so this he's is giving. So he's giving a guy medication to the woman, and then the woman medication to the guy. Doctor Michael Weberly, who has a gender clinic, he was giving puberty inhibitors and cross-sex hormones to help males and females transition to the gender of their choice, and um, apparently he lacked the appropriate credentials. To be able to do that effectively. Hmm. So he was giving them the gender that they are. He diagnosed one of the patients with Asperger's syndrome, which is a a gender, uh, a chronic gender issue. But he failed to obtain medical records. So as I read through this, and, and for the sake of the show and the time, I won't read through everything. He wasn't qualified to do this. He wasn't doing the appropriate wow. medical research and getting the appropriate documentation um, for um, some of the therapies that he was executing on patients. And mm. I, I think giving the complexities with our gender, our transgender community, we need trusted professionals who can handle this. We don't need quacks like this doctor. And unfortunately, in one of these cases, one of the um, patients committed suicide wow. um, as an outcome <coughs> of this. Wow. Um, so he is actually now retired, and he's now going to be prosecuted um, for his clinically incompetent behavior so um my shout out goes to getting your shit together dr webberly and you are i hope you face the harshest punishment for being so inconsiderate with your medical practice so i'll i'll yield over to lou or jmc i it just boggles my mind that someone who is a physician would be that reckless and careless with a segment of our population who's coming to you with a very severe situation that they mm-hmm. need yeah. to be handled delicately, and then you take that and you're so reckless. I just, I have no sympathy for him. Well, it's, that was good. That yeah. was really good. I Some have, people like it. My get your shit together goes out to the uh, Fortune 500 company, <laughs> which is known as Walmart. Oh, God. <laughs> and they are. The reason being is they came up with an ice cream 
called Juneteenth ice cream. Oh, everybody's on Juneteenth yeah. now. Everybody, it's popular, right? Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> it's a big ticket item now. The flavor is swirl, swirl red velvet and cheesecake flavor ice cream. I don't like the way that sounds. First I, of all, it's a no for me. First of all, what gives Walmart the authority to want to celebrate a, June 9th, mm-hmm. Juneteenth? In the first place, they probably ain't even on Walmart. They probably ain't even giving their employees a day off. No, definitely yeah. not. No, the store is open. Yeah. You better know the store is open <laughs> mm-hmm. because somebody has to come and buy this damn ice cream that they <laughs> generate. Absolutely, right? You know I so, wonder who was on the panel to consult about those flavors because that don't sound nothing like what we be. No, that shit didn't. gonna be sitting there. It would have been a watermelon. Boo, you need a water, more people. <laughs> would have been a watermelon chicken grape. We don't even kind of eat that. Kind of I don't thing. even know where they get that shit from. The watermelon and chicken. Right. I mean Walmart. I Walmart, me too. I don't eat well, I don't eat watermelon either. Yeah, it's a myth. Um, so Walmart, with this flavor of ice cream, because all you're doing is poking a bear. And it if is. anybody thinks that this is something that they're willing to indulge in, by all means, I, who am I to tell you not to? Nah, but think of the think of the relevance of it. Or think of what June 19th really is and what it meant. Do you think Walmart had your intentions when it Walmart is one of the true. biggest perpetrators of not treating their employees properly. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's one of the reasons why I rarely, rarely, I at all costs, and people know, I've talked about it on the show, I'm a big shopper, right? Um, Walmart is one of the places I try to avoid at all costs because I know how shitty they are with treating their employees, the lack of benefits, the poor pay, the illegal dumping in Mm. countries into their water streams. So they're on my shit list. So, Lou, what they need to do? Get your shit together. You heard it from Lou, Ben. Jam C, what you got? Okay. I, I, I revisit this every time we do a topic such like this because I'm passionate about my people, my fellow artists. Um, okay, Jam, going my, back in this bag. together is going out to the just the whole hip-hop community, the current stage of hip-hop community right now. When you look at all of the gun violence, um, you got other rappers posting videos of people getting jumped and things like that. They and, Perpetuating <laughs> us getting high in the music. So, my get your shit together is not just to the younger rappers, but to my fellow CEOs like Kevin Lyles, Leo Cohen, Sean P. Diddy. This is just a challenge to you guys. Like, Yo Gotti, you know, um, I think we need to change the complexity of the music. I mean, like, we we killing each other out here, and, and people are making a profit of profit of of us dying. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And I think it's, there's no balance. There's no balance to the music we listen to today. And the program directors, you know, I've, I know this industry for years, the program directors feel like they could tell you what's hot in the street when they're not even from the street. You know what right. I'm saying? So, and then it, and it misguides the new artists coming up. So basically you're saying that they need some coaching and counseling. Yes, absolutely. We, we need another self-destruction album. That's what we need. Okay. We need another self-destruction Make it happen. Album. Make it happen. Um, Make it happen. Ice-T, I'm calling you guys out, man. You guys, Ice Cube, you guys are the mentors of hip-hop. 
We need another. We need another self-destruction album. The hip hop need to. Um, you guys need to get y'all shit together. Let's get it right. Yeah, y'all heard it from Jam CEO. People, we thank y'all so much for taking the time out to tune in, to stay tuned up. Yo, if you want to talk to us, y'all know where to hit us up. Where they can hit us up, Jam. Go on Vogel at gmail.com. That's G O I N V O C A L at gmail.com. You Yo, and with that, people, we out. Peace, Peace. out. Peace. Peace three times. Tune in to the Pod Squad.